0: Hey, welcome back in to Talking Catholic, David O'Gray. I'm David O'Gray and we're talking Catholic about the five things that anti-Catholic Protestants get wrong about the Catholic Church. And from here on out, I'll just use the word Protestant because I'm not talking about Protestants in general, really, because I think most Protestants probably don't have any real... um, disagreement with Catholicism. They're just Protestants just because they're Protestants. They're just born into the faith. But you have some Protestants who are just rabid anti-Catholics based upon what they believe that the Catholic Church teaches. So this, these are the five things that those that group of Protestants get wrong. Now, if you're a Catholic who struggles with this type of persecution from these anti-Catholics, or if you're a Protestant who is just critical of what you believe the Catholic Church teaches, this short talk will be very beneficial to you okay now in the first error that these Protestants make with Catholicism is one that I call um, false comparative that is they they, they try to analyze what they assume Catholics believe um, through a Protestant lens essentially they say that you are wrong because we're right or you're wrong because I'm judging you according to why I am right. An analogy of what these processes are trying to do here, imagine someone trying to watch a baseball game using basketball rules and pretty quickly they're starting to get frustrated, right? Because they're trying to figure, okay, why is no one dribbling the ball? Why is no one trying to shoot the ball into a hoop? Why is the ball so small? Why is everyone wearing pants? Why is the basketball court in the shape of a diamond, right? Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's essentially the, the Protestant error, but it, it, it is but I think it really it has to be an era. It has to be an error on their part, because remember, their religion started out of a protest. That's where they're protestants. That's what they're protesting. They exist because Catholicism exists. So it's in their nature to obsess about Catholicism. They have to. And it is why they, they must believe, why it necessitates that they believe that Catholics are wrong in their rights. Because if we're not, um, if we're not wrong, if what we believe is true, then their religion has no basis for resistance. Also for this reason, because Protestants altogether lack standing, they, 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 they lack standing to judge Catholicism because of this, because they're too biased. They have a, a self-interested conflict here. Um, the Protestant is merely a 500-year religion um, that exists only because Catholicism exists. They have a biased interest to judge Catholicism because they were created for the sole purpose to protest against Catholicism. Protestants standing in judgment of Catholicism is like poop standing in judgment of the person who dumped it in the toilet. Sure, we, we, we may have some things in common. Um, your fathers may have come out of Catholicism. But if your religion, if Protestantism is flushed down the toilet, it would mean nothing to the Catholic Church. It, it would mean nothing. We, we wouldn't even miss it. Juxtaposed to that. If Catholicism were to just go away, then what would Protestants protest against? How would Protestants justify their coming to an existence 500 years ago? They wouldn't be able to. The second error that Protestants make is what I call unequipped assumption, unequipped assumption. That is as a 500 year old religion, Protestants only basis. Their, their only basis of divinely revealed truth, their only their only understanding of God is through what they call a Bible. Now, the Protestant Bible consists of what um, they borrow from the Jews is uh, the, the, their Old Testament is what the, is called the Gemini version. Okay, which is basically seven books short of our Old Testament and an abbreviated version of Esther. Now, our Old Testament, the Catholic Old Testament is a book called the Septuagint. Um and the Septuagint, if you read Paul's readings, you see he quotes extensively, uh, quite often from the Book of Wisdom, um, is the Old Testament version that you see the, the citations, the quotes in the Gospels come from. Okay, that's our Old Testament. And uh, the Protestant Bible also consists of what they call a New Testament, which is consisted of seven, 27 books they borrowed from us. Right? There is nothing, the Protestant Bible is nothing original. All right, it's things that they borrow from the Jewish religion and from the Catholic Church. Now, the Bible is all Protestants have. It's all their only means to know what God has revealed. And because of that, because the Bible is all they have, they struggle to understand what Paul meant when he said, hold fast to the letter, I meaning Old Testament, hold fast to the letter and to the tradition. Alright, paradosis um, is the Greek word here, meaning that which was handed down, that which was passed down. Um, Now, of course, we Catholics, we, we cherish the oral tradition. Um, because it preserved our faith for three centuries and then beyond up till today. But particularly the three centuries before we decided to canonize a Bible. And remember, we canonized the Bible. We brought the Bible into the world, the Christian Bible, not because we were creating some sort of system mag theology book. Not because we were saying, OK, this is all God has revealed. This is the only way to know him. No, we created a Bible simply to canonize a set of books for the readings at Mass. So all the Catholic churches could be in con- continuity with, with each other um, at the readings at Mass. And, 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 and tied to that was um, to affirm what is an apostolic text and what is not. So how Protestants determine they are right and we are wrong is by assuming this unequipped assumption by assuming that they and us, we share the same source of revelation. They, they think that we should just be solo scriptural, that we should just believe the Bible only, that that should be our only source of revelation, right? They're, they're, they're force-fitting Catholicism into they're just their narrow understanding of God. Um, so they believe that we Catholics should accept their interpretation of an abbreviated version <laughs> of our Bible, that we should accept their interpretation of our New Testament, that the fathers of our church wrote, um, canonized, preserved, promulgated, protected, that, that we must accept their interpretations of our scriptures aside from sacred tradition, that we should just ignore our sources of divine revelation and just accept theirs and their interpretation of that. That that I mean, it's 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 weird on the surface. It, it sounds illogical. Um Nowhere else do you force people to um, accept your truth, right? And ignore what they believe is true, right? So there's some is is illogical on the surface of it. But that, this is what they actually believe: that we should accept their interpretation of um, as being true, despite the fact that the scriptures themselves do not say that the Protestant interpretation of our Bible is true. But the scriptures do say it's true. It's three things. The three things that one it says that Jesus Christ is the way to life and the truth. It says that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth, and it says that the Apostolic Church, the church that the apostles established through Jesus Christ, is the pillar and bulwark of truth. And we know that that Apostolic Church. Became um, in the late, for, late first century, early second century, we know that that church came to be what is known today as the Catholic Church in Antioch. The church, the Apostolic Church was called the Catholic Church and it still is today. And this is what the scriptures themselves say is true. Jesus, the Holy Spirit and the Catholic Church. So um, nowhere does the scripture say that the Protestant interpretation of the Bible is true, but it does say the Catholic Church is the pillar and the bulwark of truth. So yet despite um, two thousand years of consistent interpretations of the scriptures on matters of faith from the Catholic Church, the Protestants want us to accept their three hundred to five hundred year old tradition of interpreting scriptures in a way in a way that is geared towards justifying Their resistance that is geared towards justifying their protests again as Catholics we can never accept the Protestant interpretation of the scriptures because the Protestants only know one way to interpret the scriptures that is in a way that justifies their resistance and justifies their protests their interpretations are naturally geared they're naturally engineered to persevere their, their protests. They're, they're self-justifying in type of interpretations. Um, their interpretations, let's um, it, say it's like my wife. Say my wife took me to dinner on my birthday, right? And took me to her favorite restaurant, ordered off the menu, her favorite meal, and her favorite dessert. And then when the plate came, she ate off of it. Now, you you see, this is what Protestants do when they reject the Catholic sources of, of revelations. It, it It's all geared, all engineered to generate the results that they want. It's how they, they, they reject our sources of revelation and um, they reject the Catholic understanding of scriptures. And they, they twist our Bible, less than books, to tell us why we are wrong and they are right is self-justifying is unequipped assumption and it takes a whole lot of arrogance to tell someone that they are wrong about their own book the third error is is simply one of just intentional just intentional ignorance intentional ignorance these of protestants willingly accept hearsay about catholics the worst hearsay (laughs) things like well um in their words, that we pray to um, dead people. Now when Protestants say pray, they mean they mean sort of worship. Because there's only one way to pray um, to God if we're talking about worship. That's in through the Father in, in the name of Jesus Christ. Of course we Catholics know that. But they think we, we, we when we use the word pray to dead people. They think we're actually worshiping dead people, not asking them to pray or asking them to intercede with us. They, they think that um, we confess our sins to a priest, right? These are, this is their words. And so, you know, Catholics, we're guilty of not nuancing this and not explaining clearly what we are doing, that we're actually confessing our sins to Jesus and a priest is a witness and a priest has authority, which we can read in scripture, that to forgive or to retain our sins, but again, we don't nuance that, and they just—they're just assuming when we go into the booth that we're telling the priest our sins, as if Jesus is not involved in any way. They think that we must cap on these type of processes. They—they they accept as hearsay that that the Catholics must believe that every everything that the Pope says, even if it's something completely ridiculous that the Pope has said on the airplane, right? So they—they misunderstanding um, this—the idea—the um, the, the dogma of papal infallibility, right? So um and, and they hear these things and it's funny that Protestants they hear these things and they they don't even take just for a second to ask <laughs> just just to ask just just for a second oh man this is like they think oh well, man this is a 2000 year religion i wonder i wonder if they heard this question before i wonder if they heard this accusation before I, I, or they, they don't ask themselves i wonder if that's true um or maybe i should try to understand what they're actually doing right um Rather than just accepting what I heard, rather than just uncritically accepting what I heard or what I saw with my own eyes, perhaps there's something deeper here. No. Protestants, these type of Protestants are not intellectually curious in this way whatsoever. They are very open to accepting hearsay. They, they will accept the worst things that they ever heard about the Catholic Church. They, they will accept things on the basis of hearsay about the Catholic Church that would not even be accepted in the court of law. They refuse to think Christianity um, existed before Martin Luther. They, they uncritically accept the lie that Catholicism started at the Council of Nicaea. And I'll link a video here I've um, in my response to that myth. And they, they refuse to pick up the catechism of the Catholic Church, which clearly explains to them everything that the Catholic Church teaches and why because they'll say if you ask them to do that, hey, hey you should just read the Catechism. that's what I did it, it explains everything the church teaches and they say no only thing I need is just a Bible alone that's the only thing I okay but that's not how you understand Catholicism right so it's it's, it's, it's more to this loopy type of laziness because I think they're lazy they're just intellectually lazy they accept what anyone tells them about Catholicism why why do they do that? Why do they accept anything? The worst of the worst that they heard about Catholicism? Because they have to. They have to. Again, if Catholicism is right, then Protestantism has no basis for resistance. So they have to accept everything they hear bad about the Catholic Church because it justifies their existence. And they notice. If you teach a person from birth that if they drink water, it will kill them. That person will never drink water unless they're trying to commit suicide. Similarly, people have uncritically accepted what they heard about Catholicism and openly refuse to test whether it is true or not because they are scared to death to find out what they believe may not be true. They refuse to even dare challenge, to dare be open to the idea that Catholicism is true, because if it is true, then their whole existence as a human being falls into question. You know, People say that once a person gets deep in church history, they cease to be a Protestant, to the contrary. When a person gets deep into the grace of humility, that is when they cease to be a Protestant. Now, not all Protestants object, um, object to Catholicism on the basis or on the grounds of theology. They, they don't. Um, many Protestants just refuse to believe the Catholic Church is true because of <laughs> um, all the bad people who called themselves Catholic and did bad things, or all the so-called Catholic monarchies uh, throughout history who did bad things. If, if this is your basis for judging the Catholic Church, that bad people call themselves Catholic and governments call themselves Catholic and, and did bad things. If, if that's your basis for judging the Catholic Church, um, then, yeah, you can look over the last 2,000 years. You can look at the Inquisitions. You can look at the Crusades. Um, you can look at slavery. You can look at the sex abuse scandal and say, oh, bad Catholic Church, right? Bad Catholic Church. But to do that, you have also have to fail to distinguish between what the Catholic Church actually teaches and the people who didn't follow what the Catholic Church teaches. I I think it's a, a badge of honor for the Catholic Church. I think it is. I think it's a badge of honor for the Catholic Church to point out that evil has come about in the world, not because people follow what the Catholic Church teaches, but rather because they did not. That's why evil has come back, come into the world, because people did not follow the dogma, not because they did. Again. I think we Catholics, I think we we can admit that that every Pope was right about everything, right? Such as allowing the death penalty for people who were accused of heresy. And we can say that killing heretics was, was never a dogma of the Catholic Church. No Catholic was ever obliged to believe that um, that you know heretics must die. And that was never a dogma of the Church. Like the resurrection of Jesus is a dogma of the Church. If you don't believe that, you're not Catholic. But if you don't believe that heretics have to be killed, then you know, okay, that, that doesn't mean you're not Catholic. Okay, it was never a dogma. Uh, okay we can admit that some that the church in general popes bishops priests were, were slow to respond to slavery as it was practiced and just basically kidnapping people from africa and putting them into bondage that that was ne- but that was never a dogma of the Catholic church yes there have been bad popes priests bishops throughout the centuries and still today but we can say that their actions are contrary to to what the Catholic Church teaches. They they behave badly. These are horrible actors, not because they're Catholic, not because they accepted what the Catholic Church teaches, rather because they did not. What, what Protestants have to do really to sustain this weak argument of looking at people in their actions rather than a dogma of the church and judging that. See, so we're judging actors in their actions, um, but we're not judging whether um, those people follow actual actually follow the teachings of the Catholic Church now So this is a weak argument, but to sustain that weak argument of attacking the Catholic Church because of those Who call themselves Catholic? It's really turn a, a blind eye to all of the holy men and women and, and saints throughout the 2,000 years of the Catholic Church now, They they can focus all they want on all the people who rejected what the Catholic Church teaches and, and try to impugn the Catholic Church because of them um, but, but I think the most valid measure to judge the Catholic Church is not by those who rejected her teaching, but rather by those who followed it, by those who loved it. Um, people like Padre People, people like Josephine Baquita, people like Father Augusta Tolson, people like Pierre Toussaint, people like um, Dorothy o- O'Neill Wilmar, um, people like um, uh, Mother Teresa Calcutta, Teresa LaSuez, Catherine Siena. I mean, up. Uh, been down centuries for two thousand years i'm um, the, the some of the holiest people that the world will ever know were catholics but to sustain your argument that a catholic church is bad because people who call themselves catholic were bad it's really you have to ignore the people who were holy who actually followed and loved the love catholic church teachers and lived holy lives But let us not judge, right, the Catholic Church by those who actually live their teaching. I mean, what is that? I mean, that that doesn't make any sense. Let us not judge the Catholic Church by those who actually follow teaching. Let's judge the Catholic Church by those who did not. That that that's that's dumb. That that's stupid. Those who rejected the teaching of the Church in favor of the world, in favor of teaching the world, they don't bring judgment on the Catholic Church. They bring judgment on the world in her teachings. Now, the last popular error of Protestants is what I call "shooting in the dark." Shooting in the dark. Um, in, in the first place, there's multiple layers of this, but in in the first place, Protestants fail to think, just just for one second, just just for one second, they they fail to think that maybe the Catholic Church has an explanation for this thing that I that I have uncritically accepted, maybe this 2,000 year old institution maybe they've actually heard that before right and maybe I should go look for that right maybe maybe they heard before this this thing that they worship Mary maybe I should go see what they say about that maybe they've responded to that over the last 2,000 years maybe the last 500 years maybe they respond to that so so just again just shooting in the dark right being critical to Calvary Church without taking just one woman to go look for answers daring to be humble daring themselves to be wrong in the second place Um, These anti-Catholic Protestants, they don't think of the consequences of protesting against the Catholic Church. What if the Catholics are right? What if the Catholic Church is the actual Church that Jesus Christ established through his Apostles? Because if it is the actual Church that Jesus Christ established through his Apostles, then it means that I'm not persecuting Catholics. It means that I am not persecuting the Catholic Church. It means that I'm persecuting Jesus. But they just want to shoot in the dark without asking that question. And that is a very consequential question because if you're persecuting Jesus, then that means your life is going to fall in ruin. In the last place, Protestants shoot in the dark by missing the whole crux of the matter. They miss the whole crux of the matter. They think that a central teaching in the Catholic Church are things like what they call praying to Mary, or confessing our sins to a priest, or following the Pope, or Jesus establishing his church on Peter. What they don't, what they do not understand, what they fail to understand, that if you want to take down the Catholic Church, I'm about to give it to you right here. Here's the secret formula. If you want to actually take down the Catholic Church, you have to follow Satan and what he's been trying to do for the past 2,000 years. You, you, the central focus of Satan's attack against the Catholic Church for, for the past 2,000 years has been trying to convince people that the Holy Eucharist is not what the Catholic Church teaches it is. That's it. That, that's the simple form, formula that, that Satan has been following. And he's been quite successful. Even today, some polls have said that 70% of Catholics do not believe what the Catholic Church teaches about the whole Eucharist. That's a success story for Satan. Now, and this is why Satan has been working overtime to convince people that the whole Eucharist, what Catholics teach, that the communion bread becomes his flesh. And that the communion wine becomes his blood he's been trying to convince people no it's it's actually not that it's just it's just symbolic right it's it's not it's not him uh, it's not his real presence it's just symbolic and that's why he's also been trying to destroy the priesthood because the priests are the only ones who can consecrate the holy eucharist if you destroy that sacrament if you water down that sacrament you destroy the catholic church this whole reason is basis for resistance no longer exists the fact of the matter that is that if the, if the Holy Eucharist is true, if the communion bread is actually the flesh of Jesus, if the communion wine is actually His blood, then the fact of the matter is that no one has any reason to be any other thing but Catholic. That, that's the fact. Why would not you consume God in this most intimate way? Why would you not? If that's the real presence of God, why would you not be there at Mass? It's His real person there. So. And as God, why wouldn't you be there? Why would you not consume and commune him, commune with him in an in- intimate way? And it's also true if, if that teaching is not true. If it's not, then the Catholic Church needs to be, be destroyed. It just needs to be destroyed. Because not only is that teaching stupid and harmful, but it's demonic. Uh, it's, it's either or both of them cannot be true and both cannot just be partly true it's either one or the other um, and this isn't one of the logical error. it was called false delimit where you just only you present the number of options and, and, um, and, and perhaps there's another option and that's why it's a logical um, error, of false delimit because you presented two options maybe it's a third maybe it's a fourth but in this case it's not the logical error, of false dilemma. it's just one of the other either the whole either is true or it's not it it can't be something like that but again protestants if you want to take down the catholic church you have to follow your father martin luther and teach against the holy eucharist that's what he did and apparently it's worked out so well with all your protestant denominations teaching so many different things and you guys doing so well on most important issues like like marriage and life (laughs) It's working out so well for you guys, obviously, right? You keep changing your teachings. So keep changing them. (laughs) But these are the five things that Protestants consistently get wrong about the Catholic Church. And again, if you're a Catholic, I hope this has been beneficial. So you can quickly refute and understand these errors. Or if you're an anti-Catholic Protestant. Um, I hope this has helped help you understand the whole crux of the matter: how to attack the Catholic Church, or why to better yet, dig deeper, pray for the grace of humility, find out what the Catholic Church actually teaches. Just just read the Catechism. Dare dare to be wrong about just one thing. I promise you, it's it's not going to kill you. When I was a Protestant, um, I, I you know I heard some strange things about the Catholic Church. All the things I point out in this video, and um, as an adult, as a person with a brain, I said, you know what? Let me find out what the Catholic Church actually believes rather than just hearing all this hearsay. What is it that they really believe from what they, from their perspective? So I, using analogy I brought forth, I used, I studied a game of baseball using baseball rules rather than using um, basketball rules. And I understood and I saw it was quite reasonable. So I'm challenging you to do the same. But until then, until next time, this has been Talking Catholic with David O'Grey. Blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Deum verum.